wanted to share with you just how important sleep actually is, but also five or six things maybe that you can do uh, to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. What if I told you that there are just three things you need to do each and every day to revolutionize the quality of your health and well-being? Well, there are. And I'm here to share with you exactly how to start taking control of your body and your life today. My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. There is a method to the madness of my stable table. As we started with hydration, moved our way into exercise and nutritious meals, and now landing on one of the most important, if not the most important, of quality sleep. There is a buildup to that. There's a natural progression. That's why if you haven't seen the three previous episodes on hydration or exercise or nutritious meals, please start at the beginning. There is actually a lot of uh, research and time has gone into building these foundational blocks in such a way that by the time you get to sleep, um, as in the fourth pillar in my stable table, by the time you get to that, you've somewhat got your routine down for hydration. You're feeling uh, hydrated on most days. You actually are getting out every day, 10 minutes every day outside and doing some walking. And then you're getting into your meal prep and preparing more nutritious, healthy options for you to grab in short notice or to have in your meals at home. By the time you've done those three, you've kind of built up enough self-awareness enough self-discipline, um, focus on caring for yourself and having that commitment that sleep will actually make sense. I think out of the four, definitely sleep is the neglected one out of most people. Uh, in my experience, in their teens, 20s, there's really no regard for sleep uh, amongst the masses. And then when you get into your 30s, you start to appreciate it. Your 40s, obviously, appreciate it quite a bit more. And after that, the rest of us, we, we cherish every minute, but not necessarily for the same reasons as we did when we were younger. Simultaneously, while I've been on this self-research uh, and wellness journey myself, there's a lot of research coming out in the last 20 years that actually has coincided with my own research about the importance of quality sleep. There's tons of research yet, but for years, people have said, get eight hours, get eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. Again, I don't believe that uh, one size fits all, but I certainly, without tracking your hydration, your exercise, your nutritious meals, and all that intake, you'll, I don't think you'll ever know uh, what your sleep means to you. Uh, if you don't, if you don't have a biometric tracker and you haven't kept track of these other things, there's no way for you to differentiate where the influence is coming from. But in my research, what I can share with you is that sleep is essential, but it must be quality sleep. So it's not, we don't classify the time you spend in bed, you know, uh, when you're dozing off or in the morning when you hit the snooze button, you know, six, seven times. We don't count any of that. So we're talking the light sleep and uh, mid-level sleeps. Then we're talking deep sleep and REM sleep. So there is a there is a formula in there that really is uh, unique to each individual. And I've been uh, bio-tracking my sleep here for just a number of months. I've, I've wanted to, with a bio-tracker, not myself, I've been tracking it for 20 years, but 
with an actual device. I've been tracking it since last year. And I'm just starting to see a little bit of how it fits into the puzzle, but I need more research before I can share with that. So stay tuned for a later episode. We'll go deeper into 2.0 on all four of the table legs, and we'll discuss quite a bit more sleeping uh, benefits in that episode. For today, I wanted to share with you just how important sleep actually is, but also five or six things maybe that you can do uh, to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Some of them are controversial, uh, but all of them are proven with uh, a good statistic on the masses, I'd say. So again, one size does not fit all. If it works for six out of 10 people, it may work for you. You may be one of the four that it doesn't work for. So keep that in mind. But the only way you know is by giving it a go. I think in today's day and age where it's go, 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 hustle, 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 do more, more is better, bigger, better, go, go, go. Um, sleep is being neglected. I like to think of it as every human is given an account at birth, has a hundred bucks in it. You can never uh, deposit any more money in there. there are, there'll be a caveat to that that I'll share in just a minute. But essentially, every year on your birthday, a buck is taken out. So if you've lived your life pretty in a healthy fashion, I'll say, if you have healthy habits, you've you've done well to treat your body well, you'll only get a dollar taken out each and every birthday. If you're slamming around, treating your body really in a rough manner, you're drinking, uh, you're consuming sugar, other recreational drugs, prescription drugs, excess caffeine, you're working too much, your adrenals are getting burnt out, you have emotional stress from relationship hardships, maybe just a, just having a bunch of kids will do that. But any and all of the above will allow the universe to take more than a dollar out, okay? So you can get more taken out each birthday, but you'll never get less than a dollar taken out. So you can bank on a buck coming out. You got a hundred bucks to start with. You for sure are going to get that buck taken out. Where it gets interesting is how you behave over time. First 10 years, we're going to give you a freebie. There's a lot going on. You're learning how to be a human. No worries. In your teenage years, your 20s, in your 30s, even into your 40s, you can compound some interest on this account. It's otherwise not really giving you interest, but if you treat your body extra well, you're doing, uh, you know, alternative care, maybe you're getting massages, maybe you're uh, meditating, maybe you are getting great sleep and, and focused on getting to that consistent bedtime every night. Uh, maybe you're not abusing sugar or drugs or alcohol or eating poorly. You're doing all the things that a very, very healthy, conscientious human would be doing you might get an extra an extra little something-something to save for later. By the time you get to 50, which I think most of us could agree is half-life. For me, it's a third because I'm going to a buck 50. But for most of you, 100 years would be a nice uh, ripe life. And hopefully they're healthy years, happy years. And you're still very mobile and flexible and can do all the things you need to do. And your mind is sharp. If that's the case, then you would have had to live really healthy for, you know, 90 years, which is not necessarily realistic for many people. That's where the little compounding interest comes in. If in your teens, 20s, 30s, and even in your 40s, if you've managed to build 
good healthy habits at that time that will sustain you through the remainder of your life, then you get a little extra something, something. What that means is maybe when you're in your 50s or your 60s and you take a fall, you have a little more in your account. And when birthday rolls around, you're not going to get more than a buck taken out, right? Or if you get a buck and a quarter taken out, you're still basically en route to reach a hundred, a healthy hundred. You can blow that a lot sooner too. Obviously, I have friends who've passed in their 50s and their 60s, uh, obviously in their 70s, lost my dad at 71. Um, my grandmother made it all the way to 83. Uh, my best friend uh, in town here, uh, his mother died last year at 98. You know, Betty White was just 99, like almost 100. These are, these are really ripe ages for healthy, still working, sharp-minded, uh, contributing citizens. So I think that's what most people would want. And if that's the case, time is of the essence. You're getting a buck taken out of that account each and every single year, no matter what, and maybe more depending on your behavior. So that part you can control. And gradients. You can't do everything all at once. You can't expect to be where I'm at after I've been practicing 30 years and you're just getting started. So I do my best to give you insight of what I've learned, but also to track back my journey a little bit so I can I, I can certainly empathize with where you're at, but also I can share things that are more applicable. We want to climb the ladder one rung at a time, right? Nobody gets to the mountain by just looking up there and then teleporting. If so, I would so have teleportation as my uh, as my uh, superpower. That'd be awesome. If I could wake up tomorrow and have one skill, it would be teleportation. That'd be fantastic. So sleep, so vitally important. You certainly could find research on it, but maybe you just take my word for it. And any of the things that you hear me say here coming, if you have any questions about it, feel free to text us. There's a free texting community. Um, you can text the word sleep or yes, we'll get you in to 206-483-2960. Again, the word sleep to 206-483-2960. So sleep, a few things that you can start doing on top of the three that you've already started. Hydration is huge when it comes to sleep. One, we don't want to not hydrate enough because then we actually will be doing a disservice to our restorative uh, process as we're sleeping. Two, we don't want to overhydrate because then we'll be up disrupting that sleep going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Secondly, on the second leg of exercise, we certainly want to be staying active. So when we go to lay down at night and close our eyes, we actually, our body is ready to rest. Um, there is a couple areas of restorative. You definitely want to be moving throughout the day, not to be too sedentary. So in the evening, when it's time to rest and to rejuvenate your body, that's what you can focus on. But you also don't want to work out too hard. You don't want to be sore or, or even stiff. Uh, if you've injured yourself, that can impair your sleep as well. Obviously, nutritious meals are huge. We want to eat well, however you're structuring your diet throughout the day no matter how many meals you eat whether it's three two one whether you're intermittent fasting if you are eating a meal at the end of the day you do really want it to be three to four hours before you go to sleep i like four hours 
it gives me an extra little stretch so I can, you know, sleep or be in bed for eight or nine hours. That makes 13. I'm up for a couple hours and then I have breakfast. So I actually have a nice big 15 hour window to kind of intermittent fast, if you will. I certainly can eat earlier if I want to, but it gives me that, uh, it utilizes that sleep chunk of time for restoration and allows my body to actually rejuvenate versus focusing on digesting. So we don't want to eat too close or drink too close to bed uh, for that reason. So you can see how the building blocks of hydration and exercise and nutritious meals all kind of lend themselves up to oh, lend themselves up to already supporting quality sleep. And then there's other things you can do as well. There's many, many factors that go into sleep. It's super intricate. There's tons of, uh, of influential factors, your hormonal cycle, your hormones in general, your circadian rhythm, the intake you have of caffeine, of sugar, of prescription drugs, of recreational drugs, of alcohol, what you're eating can affect that. Obviously, if you have indigestion and you're up in the night, uh, this can be an issue. Disrupted sleep is huge. I can testify to that. Uh, Co-sleeping is big, whether it's a baby or a cat or a dog. Sharing your bed can be uh, really impactful to the negative towards your sleep. I personally have co-slept with uh, Sludge for almost 20 years. be 20 years next month. I have co-slept and honestly for me i've i've weighed that pro and con and and i continue especially now that he's almost 20 i want him to sleep well and he sleeps better with me actually so uh it does disrupt my sleep it kind of puts my shoulder out once in a while but for me it's a choice that i make with the consciousness uh and the wherewithal to know what those benefits and downsides may be that said, co-sleeping, big, and uh, the temperature of the room that you're in, your mental state, so whether or not you have a lot going on mentally, this obviously can keep you up and ruminating on thoughts. There are so many things that you can do. You don't have to eliminate all those things, but you really want to be conscientious now that you've got your hydration mostly under control, you're working on your daily walks outside getting fresh air, you're eating better and having healthy habits, having fresh food ready for you for snacking or for taking on the go so you're always prepared. Quality sleep is kind of lined up. Now that you're you're hammering out those three, there's a little bit more that you can do. Try to avoid working out really right before bed. That can be tough. Taking a hot shower or a hot bath, it's questionable. I personally do okay with a semi-hot shower if i soak in the bath for a long time i find that when i go to lay down my heart's like boom, boom, got a big heavy throb in it from being in the hot water so typically don't do that you want to eliminate or really decrease i know this is a big one for everybody uh the blue lights after dinner i personally uh started wearing uh blue blockers but i i really try and put my screen away after dinner I also try and get all my hydration in before dinner. And uh, so I just have like half a glass to take, maybe eight ounces, 16 ounces at the most. 16 ounces is pushing it, but about eight ounces to 10 ounces to take any supplements like my magnesium just before I go to bed. I want to do that, but I try to limit that because I don't want to be up in the night 
going to the bathroom. That defeats the whole purpose. I've worked so hard to do all these other things. I want to give myself the best possible chance at getting that restorative sleep. So those are some things not to do. Obviously, we talked about not eating too close, like leaving a three, four hour buffer there. Uh, so you can get that digestion underway. So when you're laying down, your body is able to restore all its other cells. It's not focused on digestion. There's a huge difference there. If you snack late at night, and I used to, when I was working out extensively and really, really active, I could not go to bed at, without some kind of protein snack. Um, so I'd have, you know, peanut butter and some apple at that time. This was years and years ago. Um, maybe a bowl of chia, something that, uh, gave me a little sustenance because I would be, I would wake up at midnight hungry. So I had a fast metabolism. You have to know your body. Again, everything is really fine tuned to you, but you have to start somewhere or else you will not know what's working. You also need to track it. I'm a big believer, uh, in the, in the tracking device, like a biometrics. I'm not a big believer and I'm not a supporter of having any electronics in the bedroom. I think that's big, but we will talk about that um, at, a, at the 2.0 episode coming up. So things that you can avoid, I gave you those. A few things that you can do in addition to those avoidances is, is you can either crack a window, have a fan going, uh, keep your room at a lower temperature so you're not getting warm in the night. Your body will restore itself better being just a, a degree below your body, your regular body temperature. So a little bit cooler. Obviously, you don't want to be too cold, though. So you're going to have to figure out where that sweet spot is. You certainly can put some lavender on your pillow, uh, have some chamomile tea or something uh, not too far before bed. Um, we'll get into a little bit more of the energies of different foods and whatnot in uh, future Nutritious Meals, the 2.0 coming up. But uh, for now, you know, whatever calms you or soothes you, if it's uh, not a drug, I'm a huge proponent of it to help you ease yourself into bed, right? You can consider uh, blackouts. I have blackouts on my windows or really dark shades so you're not getting the sunlight once we get into summer. For me, I need my blackouts up in the wintertime so actually the sun is what wakes me up uh in the summertime the sun's up i'm usually up well before the sun but i do it's too bright at night when i go to bed nine o'clock at night on the west coast here um it's still pretty bright out so i will i want to have my shades down so i can instantly get into that space there's lots that you can do pick one thing and just try it you're never going to you're not going to get it perfect and it's going to change by the time you get it right I'll be honest with you, my nighttime routine has uh, evolved uh, almost decade by decade, you know, and it continues to change. It's it's going to change uh, what your relationships look like, um, who you have in your household, your hormone, your hormonal cycle, and your circadian rhythm. All these things are madly influential when it comes to the opportunity to get quality sleep. I just want to reiterate how important it really is. You you won't know how important it is until it's too late if you don't believe me. So I've seen too many people go down the path of uh, wearing themselves thin. And I, I'm a, 
you know, I, I do a lot of work. I, I'm a busy, busy person. I'm very physically active and uh, that's good. And you're teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, I'm a big proponent of that. As you start to get older, you need to start to reprioritize around a little bit more around your health because without that quality sleep, your body is not as resilient. It will not bounce back as quickly. And people go, oh, it's just age. It's actually not just age. It's your poor habits around sleeping. It's your poor habits around hydration. It's your poor habits around nutritious meals, around exercise. It's not just aging. I know plenty of people who continually say, oh, wait till you're in your 40s, this, that, and the other, or wait till you're 50, this, that, the other. They've been saying that my entire life. The truth is I take very good care of myself and I reap the benefits of that. And I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are in your journey, you can do the same. Can you make it to a buck 50 like me? Maybe not. But if you're there, we'll have some good combos. If you want 100 years of healthiness, you want to be around for your kids' weddings, for your grandkids, for your grandkids' weddings, start today with where you're at. If you haven't watched the first three episodes, go back and check out hydration first, then accelerate towards exercise, then get yourself to nutritious meals and meal prep, then come back and see the quality sleep. Honestly, they'll be so much easier for you in order. Okay. I want to thank you guys for your time. It's so fun to be able to share some of the things that I've learned, but also the texting community allows us to interact. So if you have any questions, your, your, like I said, your particular lifestyle and how you operate is very unique to you. Your specific question may help others, but truly I can get you a better answer to fit your lifestyle if you share with me a little bit via text. That texting community is free. You can send updates on any of your stable table uh, progress. You can send questions. You can send photos uh, related to your progress. All free. It's just through your cellular uh, carrier. You just text the word yes or the word sleep. We'll get you into the system. 206-483-2960. And if this episode resonated with you in any way, shape, or form, and you know someone, maybe a friend or a family member who also could benefit from it, please consider sharing it. I'd love to have your review. And if you have any comments and it's available to you, leave those below. I look forward to sharing more about my journey and hearing more about yours in a future episode. Again, your support means the world to me, and I hope to continue to provide you with good value as the days approach. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206-483-2960. Again, that's keyword YES to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.